This is the World Sportsbook Competition Podcast, brought to you by Avantage Entertainment. Hello and welcome to the WSBC Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Eldon, and today we're joined by Sudden Perks. How are you doing, guys? Not too bad. Not too bad. Good yeah. to win. Good as ever. Yeah. As good as we can be at the minute. Yeah. Yes, there is a lot going on in the world right now, so wherever you are listening to this, we hope you are safe and well. And uh, yeah, we hope that uh, we can bring some entertainment for you with some football news, because that's what we're going to discuss today. But before we do jump into that, please make sure that you like, subscribe and comment with your thoughts below if you're listening to us on YouTube. And if you are listening to us on any audio platforms, please leave us a nice review and also pass on the pod. But our first news topic of the day is that Liverpool, Chelsea and Manchester United have only 12 days left to trigger Timo Werner's release clause if they want to sign him for less than 50 million. Uh, the Germany international strikers uh, 55 million euros, so 49 million release clause of RB Leipzig, runs out on Monday, June 15th. So this guy, I mean, he's been linked with every, nearly every top six club now in the Premier League at least. But out of the three clubs, do you, do you, well, do you even see him leaving? And out of the three clubs, which one do you think would uh, benefit from signing him the most? I think he's definitely suited to the English game, but the the topic of like which club I think is a really interesting one because obviously he was linked with Liverpool for what three months now for as much as I remember something like that maybe even more yeah it feels but, like an attorney yeah it does seem to have dragged on but I mean we've seen sagas go on for years before so I guess it's not that much in the grand scheme of things Ronaldo's Folks, still going back to United <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> uh, wow yeah that is one but Werner in particular for as much as the Liverpool link's been around, and I think everyone puts two and two together with Klopp and the German association and how the front three at Liverpool are always flying and no one can handle them, everyone thinks it works quite well. But I'll be honest with you, I don't really see Werner in that front three. The type of player he is, it's not like he brings the same kind of style of play to the table that Mane and Salah do in the inside forward positions. And Firmino is one of a kind in that central role. So if you're going to take one of them out, who is it and why? That, that's the question that I ask. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I, I, yeah. See, for me, it's it's a question of where do I think he's going to go and where would, do I think he should go for me? It's like there's two different answers. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up at Liverpool you're from Liverpool's point Chelsea, of view. Chelsea, aren't you? I was going to well I was going to say where do I think he should go probably Chelsea but I'll get on to that in a second but I think he will end up going to Liverpool because I think from Liverpool's point of view it makes a lot of sense they obviously want to strengthen in terms of like depth don't they I would imagine this summer I assume that's probably priority depth yeah um because the first team's pretty much I mean it's there already pretty much um so I think Liverpool will be focusing on quality depth because that's one I'd say that's still one area where they've obviously improved a lot in the last season so but I I don't know if you agree Luke as a Liverpool fan I would say that's one area where and it's very hard to say where they can improve at the minute but one area where I think they could probably still do a little bit better to be maybe honest, a little bit more depth since on the bench since I was born um <laughs> Liverpool's squad depth has been pretty dire yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the best it's, be- it's better than it was last season but last season I mean, yeah, I think it was the best depth we've ever had. Oh yeah, personally. No, I agree. And I, I agree, but I think it could be more. Well, yeah, you can so, always improve. Yeah. And if if a player yeah. like Timo Werner is available for less than fifty million, given yeah. the current transfer climate, I guess we don't know how it will change due to the coronavirus. But I do think that Liverpool should snap him up. Apparently, he has yeah. met with Klopp as well, Zoom calls yeah. and stuff during the uh, pandemic. So it, Liverpool so, are his first choice. He has said that. 
Well, I was going to answer. So I, I think from Liverpool's point of view, they probably should go for him. And I think it would have been an, obviously an attractive proposition for him. Although if I was him and thinking about it more, maybe logically, I would probably choose Chelsea if, if it was like two offs on the table. Mm-hmm. Because for me, you have to look at like the position he's going to play and the people in them sort of positions. William Pedro, probably going to leave, would you say? This summer? Or at least William's one of them. Contract up, well, William's going anyway. Pedro, oh, Pedro potentially as well yeah, might he's... go. So that's two spots available. And now I know Hudson Adoy and stuff like that's going to play. I'm not saying it's like 100% guarantee that he'd start every single game, but he's going to get far more games at Chelsea and he probably would be a starter, let's be honest, at Chelsea. Well, he would. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt in that, really. According um, to rumours, that's Chelsea's angle as well with trying to you yeah, know, trying to talk to his representatives. Um, so yeah. he's going to play every week. Yeah. Well, uh, he has said, hasn't he? He's gone on record to say he wants to play where he goes, so mm-hmm. there's none of this being a rotation player or part of the squad or giving depth and it, he also wants to sign for a Champions League club they're the two prerequisites of going anywhere mm. well as well Chelsea have done well with German players in the recent past haven't they obviously they had Balak uh, Schürrle so he's got two good examples of players that have done pretty well there when they've gone there I wonder um, if Chelsea fans would consider Schürrle a success well I don't know I don't think he was terrible I think he was yeah maybe a mixed bag with Schürrle but he did have some good moments didn't he for Chelsea to be fair as well he was very inconsistent you know, it wasn't all bad that he kind was, of yeah. player, though, he isn't was, it? Yeah. He can, he can yeah, score the yeah. goal of the season and then not really I do think, anything. to be fair, it's fair to say Timo Werner's a, probably a step up from Schürrle. Mm, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but I just meant in general, they've had good success with you know integrating German players in the team and stuff like that. So I think uh, that might be a factor as well. I know well, sounds a bit silly, obviously, Klopp a German manager, but yeah, maybe. I mean, that could have an influence, couldn't that, I guess? Klopp well, in German. That's why, that yeah, might. Liverpool are essentially yeah. his first choice is because of Klopp. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. To be honest, though, he would get a lot of games at Liverpool. If yeah, Liverpool he would, he actually would. had the option where Klopp felt comfortable with rotating one of the mm. front three because of fatigue yeah. or whatever, and obviously the fixture congestion, then Timo Werner would play a hell of a lot of games. I, I just think personally for him, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's a crystal ball. You never know, do you? It could, be t- it could go there and be awful, but one just not fitting or anything. But I just my gut instinct tells me that he would probably have more success at Chelsea. I just think... Lampard's building like a young team. He'd be part of that. Uh, he'd probably be one of the main focal points. Whereas at Liverpool, would he be the main focal? No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be one of the main players. Like he, he might end up being a key player in the future, but when he first goes in there, he's not going to be a key player at all. You know, he probably start the season on the bench. So at Chelsea, he's probably going to be, you know, if not the key player, definitely the top in the top two. There also so. depends on the personality, though, doesn't it? Like Timo Werner might look at it and think, well, Liverpool are the best team in the Prem at the yeah. moment, and he I want to go, go and prove there, myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. But are we all agreeing then that yeah. we don't think he's going to United? Because <laughs> we haven't mentioned. I don't them, think even so, though they are in the yeah, article. Yeah. I just think that's one of them where they've just. I mean, let's be honest. United are linked with every single player in the world <laughs> of any note. Yeah. So I, I just no, I don't think so personally. I'm, I could be wrong. I probably, I probably will be. I'll probably hold up a United shirt in like a week's time. But <laughs> I, I just think if you're looking at it from sort of Timo Werner's point of view, I, that has to be the third option for me. I think right now I think the other two clubs are much more enticing I think he would suit United though Mm. especially with the style of play that they've got now and we know how devastating they can be even in the big games in particular on the on the break and you know they've already added Fernandes to the mix in in recent months so I think when they get players back fit and and flying Martial when he can be bothered is (laughs) is as good as anyone in his position but it lasts for about 90 minutes and then it goes away for three months um, Rashford, yeah. Werner, they would they would dovetail quite well, I think. But I'm with you guys. It just doesn't seem like, and like you said, said you know United get 
linked with any player that's available or not even available. But to me, it just doesn't seem like he'd go there. I don't think so. But then I guess part of me does kind of then think, well, if these, I mean, we get these every summer, Pogba again, like, is he going to go? Is he not? Say if he did go to Real Madrid for, I mean, it'd be over 100 million, wouldn't it? So you'd probably get between 100 and 150 million for him. If they can get Timo, I know it's not replacement, but if they can get Timo Werner, a quality player in for 50 million, that still frees up, what, another 75 odd million of the Pogba money? Mm-hmm. So maybe they they could think like ah oh, like well we can get a quality player it's a fifty mil and we're selling a quality one for a hundred and something. It'd be a fantastic a signing for United if they might. Yeah, I think really he'd be well. a. Fa- I think the thing is he'd be a fantastic sign for anyone, wouldn't he? I yeah. think that is the key thing. I, I I even include you know City. I think any club in the top six he'd be a fantastic sign because he's a clearly a quality and young player that can still improve. So you know he's one of the top talents in Europe. I think to be honest for the position he plays and things like that. So I think. Uh, I'm more surprised, to be honest, that um, Bayern Munich haven't been sniffing around him because it just seems like the natural thing, doesn't it, Bayern sniff around every top German young well, player. They seem it? set on Sane, though, don't they? Yeah, they yeah. do, to be fair, yeah. Well, apparently, yeah, um, I can't remember which journalist it was who reported on it, but he was saying how Bayern and Timo Werner were basically having this back and forth of like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you're not our first choice and... Sarnay's mm. our first choice but we might be interested but you know now we're not a sort of thing and then Timo Werner apparently just came out and said he's not interested I don't actually blame it in that case because it's like they're basically saying sorry but Sarnay we th- we we believe Sarnay's the more valuable player so <laughs> we're yeah. prioritising him so it's like yeah I can understand him being slighted by that do you um, think do you think anyone will sign him in this uh, 12 day period or I or do you think they're going to pass up that opportunity and have to pay I mean if Acardi's going for double, 45 million then Timo Werner wants his clauses gone. Yeah, he's got to be close to double, hasn't he? You're talking at least eighty million, then I think maybe ninety. So, I mean, they're talking what the, the clause is fifty, isn't it? So, it's going to be at least another thirty, forty million on for that. If I think so, I don't know. I, I personally, oh, for some reason, I've got a feeling no one will take up the option, but just because it seems like it would have happened by now, because only twelve days to go is a bit weird that they're leaving it so late. I mean, maybe someone will kind of go. Oh, let's just do it. You know, in the last couple of days, put mm. a bid in. But as it stands right now, I'm going to say I don't think anyone will take up the option. I could be wrong. Someone will probably do it today as we finish recording yeah. the podcast. <laughs> as like, is well, always we'll the case. The I'm like, oh, Liverpool signed then, and him holding up the shirt with clap or something, but with their masks on or something like that. But um, no, I don't know. It's one of them for me. It sounds ridiculous, and I know people. I, I, could he stay another year? Mm. He definitely could. He could, yeah. but does yeah. he want to? I don't know. He seems like he wants to get out, doesn't he? Um, We've got to be honest. Leipzig. I know I'm I'm curveballing it here. Leipzig could still win the league. Yeah, they could. They so could. I don't think they will. I don't think they, they will. Could. I think that the third of the three horse. Well, it's yeah. not even a three horse race. I think five or six teams are still in contention. Mm. But like, let's be real. It's probably going to be Bayern, Dortmund, or Leipzig. They could still do it. I mean, if they win the league, well. What I don't reason think that would, would he have him. to leave? No, neither neither do I. I'm no. just playing devil's advocate with it. But um, for me, it, it's hard to imagine that anything economically is going to change in the next twelve days because we've kind of got a bit of a status quo now that we are where we are, and nothing's really happening in that sense. Um, and they're the reasons that I think have been cited: all the big clubs not mm-hmm. wanting to make big moves like that because they don't know how it how the economic future is going to look, and that that's not twelve days. That's maybe the next couple of years as a knock-on of, of what's happening now in the world. So I think 
they're not going to make their decision based on on, on on any economic changes in the next 12 days. If they want him, they're going to get him. If they want him, then they have to get him now because after 12 days, well, they, they might as well wait another two years because he's going to cost, like you said, almost double of what, what his current buyout is. So it, in a logical sense, I would expect him to be maybe not bought within the next 12 days, but I would expect offers to be on the table. Mm. But I'm with Sir, I, I don't see it happening. But it just seems like a bit yeah. of a flat period. I think the Icardi one, PSG are, uh, I don't want, how, how can we say this? It's, it's controversial how much money they have available to them. Mm. So I don't think 50 million for Icardi is, is that much of a gamble for, for Paris. Whereas I think anyone in, in a more normal financial situation is is probably looking at it quite differently well they're playing the pr game as well aren't they because no club wants to go out there and spend 50 million during this pandemic when people are losing their jobs and stuff no and then be accused of things i mean look how badly liverpool played that they announced like i can't remember it was over 100 million in profits i think and then what two weeks later they were announcing their furloughing staff, or two months later yeah, they announced furlough. their furloughing staff, and then it's like mm, no. Same and with Tottenham, wasn't it? They announced hundred even more on it, like hundred and twenty million or something in profit, and then furloughed or yeah, tried exactly, to. which is already a terrible PR. They got oh, a yeah. lot of backlash, so I think Liverpool. Well, it says in the article that they are a little bit worried about that, essentially paying the forty nine million to then have a backlash again. Yeah. I agree. I, I, did, I did want to ask you kind of a hypothetical, no, it's not even a hypothetical question, just a question in general about just, you mentioned Sane there. And I just kind of, I can't really answer this because obviously I'm going to have a biased answer probably, but um, I, if you two had a choice, if you're talking, we're talking these players going for similar amounts of money, aren't we? Sane mm-hmm. might even be slightly cheaper than Werner by reports. It could even be between maybe 40 and 50. But if you're saying they're similar prices, and I guess... No, you can't really take not taking into account injuries and stuff, but taking everything into account, which which of the two, like if someone gave you a choice, would would you rather sign? I think Who am I really managing? Question. Yeah, that's the question. <laughs> yeah. which club? Yeah, I guess. I guess maybe for a prem club, like maybe for one of the maybe maybe the three clubs mentioned. <sighs> Who would you rather take? Because I guess they're both players that are similar age. I think both, both players, players would fit in nicely. Germany, you'd assume, wouldn't you? So. I think both players would fit in nicely with all three, if I'm being yeah. honest. I mean, I'm a big fan of Sane, though. I think yeah. he's got real talent, but there is... I feel like there's mm, something there, attitude-wise, because Pep has called them out a few times. And now this Matt Big injury, you you do worry, is he going to mm, be he? a player that keeps getting these sort of... I mean, hopefully not, but... Well, I actually read this morning he's due to be back involved when the season resumes. Yeah, I saw that. He's pretty much. Yeah. I think I, I don't think he'll start. Obviously, but he'll probably. Be on the no, back. no. I mean, involved like yeah, yeah. and in squads and, and getting back yeah. in slowly. I'm sure, but I think yeah. The, the question really is is which club are you talking about? I think mm. really I don't see Sane going to a Premier League. Oh club. no, I mean, no. It's, I think it's. it's I think yeah, it's eighty, 80 gonna, to ninety percent. He's probably going to go to Bayern. Let's be honest. Yeah, like he's either going to stay at City or go to Bayern. Yeah. So that, that that makes perfect sense, I think. But. I mean, honestly, Chelsea need forwards. They need wide forwards. Oh, they need central Chelsea strikers. They they need they need both. Like yeah. in, a, in an ideal world, they'd sign both. I think Leroy Sane, um, Chelsea. Yeah, like you, you could see that being a real. Like if, uh, they're not going to sign. I don't think, but no, they won't. If they could get someone like Sane in that team, 
because they've been yeah I think they've been missing a little bit of that someone a bit more I mean like Hazard I mean a lesser version of Hazard all granted right now but they they need someone like that don't they a player that can dribble through players yeah I mean they were never going to replace Hazard in, no. the, in the very next window like it just wasn't mm-hmm. going to happen and I know they've got some talent there Pulisic Hudson Odoi you mentioned before but that they're, they're not at the levels of, of not had their and, break. and Sane. I think mm-hmm. they thought Hudson Odoi was going to have a breakthrough season, but mm. had a bit of a stop start season, hasn't he? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't but know. No, I mean, I don't see Sonic. I mean, if we talk about the other clubs as well, you mentioned so you wanted to discuss them more. United, Rashford's going to play from the left. That's yeah. that's quite set in stone now. I'm, I'm, whether you think Rashford's a better player than Sane or not, no, they won't replace is, him. Is open to debate. No. Yeah, Werner would be Rashford. way more suitable if I was in United's shoes and I could pick between the two I'd, I'd go yeah. Werner 100% what about for Liverpool I'd take Werner yeah mm. probably yeah I'd go with think Werner he'd suit. is that more because he'd suit the team or just more because of more uh, you'd, you'd, would you worry about Sonny because of the injuries and maybe the attitude as well I just think Werner would be more versatile yeah, for what Liverpool true. need um, yeah Sonny's more of a player that you can only really even he plays on that left side I mean he probably could play on the other side as well, but he's obviously best from the left. Mm. He's a more traditional winger, though, which I think yeah, yeah. That, that would actually give Liverpool something a bit different because Mane, for especially from the left side, is more more of an inside forward. He's not like mm. he's he hugs the touchline, so to speak, but he's it would give them something a bit different. But I think on, on that same basis, Werner, like you, you touched on Luke's versatility, if he played central, he's incredibly different to Firmino. He's not a defensive striker by any means. He's he's on the last line of the defence. He's all about the quick pacing behind in the channels, things like that. So, completely different option there. Plan B, without plan B, being a six-foot-four beanpole to lump the ball forward to. <laughs> and, and if he did play from, from the left, then it's, again, it's, it's someone more of a um, more of a different type of player than, than Mane currently is. So, Werner for me but I'm still hesitant to say it because I don't think he quite fits what's currently there I'd like to see it by the way I know I'm being pessimistic about it I would like to see him in the Premier League he goes to Liverpool that's quite exciting for me I'm a neutral so I don't need to be worried about it but yeah I would also like to see if if Liverpool's front three did rotate a little bit because we know at the minute that the strength in depth it pretty much comes down to Origi every now and then Mm-hmm. Shakiri, if he's fit, mm-hmm. maybe in one of the wide positions. He's if gone you this could, season. Uh, this, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think anyone considers him at that level. But yeah, bringing Werner into the mix, it's it's not about a, a front three anymore. It's it's four, and who who fills the positions? Yeah, be interesting to see. I think Klopp could definitely work get Werner to work. I I actually think it would be a big success if we brought in Werner, mm. but. You know, I want to as well. I want to see it happen. Obviously, you know, if a player like this on the market for less than 50 million, I think you should snap him up. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I like, like just quickly say, I, I think from Liverpool's, even though I said maybe for him, maybe Chelsea would possibly right from next season be a better move because he might get more games. I think from Liverpool's point of view, it's a no brainer mm. to go for him, to be yeah. honest. I completely agree. Um, but anyway, we will be. It'll be interesting to see what does pan out over the next twelve days. See if anyone does take up that release clause. But we will move on to the uh, second topic of the day, and that uh, it's a little bit different. But we will bring it back to Premier League. But the SPFL, so the Scottish Premier League, have and Sky uh, Sky Sports have agreed a deal for a virtual season tickets to be sold by clubs within the new campaign set to kick off in August. Scottish Premiership clubs will be able to offer virtual season tickets to supporters, allowing them to watch broadcasts of their club's home games when top flight Scottish football resumes in August. So, 
I actually like this idea. Uh, mm. It's a way for clubs to generate a source of income, obviously losing out on the match day revenues with no funds and stuff. So I actually think this is a, you know, it's quite an innovative idea. No, I completely agree. I, I think this is the sort of thing that we're hoping maybe comes out of sort of everything that's happened with this pandemic and everything like that, because it's just, it just sounds like such a good idea. And I, I think it would, it would certainly help relations between fans and the club, I assume. Um, mm. You know, because it's a nice, friendly. It'd be a friendly move, wouldn't it? To do good PR, be a good, good PR, <laughs> good fans. I mean, is this not something? Uh, I think we've all spoken in the past, year, over years and years about. Wouldn't it be great if, as a fan, you could just pay for your club's games on telly? If you know what I mean, so you yeah. could just pay a subscription and just have all your games on. Well, never going to happen. Due what's to the, always been the risk? TV, but what what's always been the complaint from clubs is it will ruin the attendance for match going yeah. fans yeah. and uh well now well, that's, that's not, not an issue is it so in a minute um i just think that's I, I just think that's the dream scenario for us as fans isn't it that we can just subscribe to base our own club and just watch you know i'm not saying we won't watch one and watch other games but you know if you could watch every single game and guarantee every game was on telly mm. then i think especially for especially maybe not the top six because let's be honest the top six three quarters of their games are on telly anyway yeah we're on <laughs> but maybe for clubs time. like you know at the bottom and the, the bottom 10, it'd be brilliant for them because some of them get teams only get like 12 to 15 games a season, don't they? Mm. On TV. If that, some only get like 10. So for those sort of clubs, it'd be brilliant if they could watch all the games. I, I don't think that will happen, but it seems like a nice step in the right direction for sort of half of this to happen in the SPL where you get yeah. all home games for your club, which I think is great. I think it affects Scotland very differently to what it'll affect us. I'm, I'm going to go down the financial route for a second. Some of these clubs might need a package like this to be in place to actually survive and get through the emergency do, yeah. period. And then when it even cools down before fans can ba get back in the stadiums. Obviously, I'm not talking about Celtic and Rangers because you would imagine things would be more okay there than the teams down in the bottom. But whoever would routinely finish in the split in the, in the bottom half you would probably worry for them, especially the newly promoted clubs as well in, in a general season. You know, if you take away, um, you know, like a club like Rangers being rebuilt and getting getting promoted and a normal team may struggle to deal with what's coming now in the next year or so. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I'm trying to think what we've had so far in England. I, was it Burnley said they could survive up to six months with how it currently is? Yeah. Um, that it was, was what they said. Those, yeah. Time. They spoke out about it and basically said if things, as they were, uh, uh, you know, when, when things first went very badly wrong, um, that, that obviously doesn't give them much of a lifeline. So they would be basically out of business if things carried on and didn't get back to normal. So if it was going to happen to them, I guess it could happen to other English teams as well. So I think financially for the clubs, this is a great way of A, surviving and B, being able to, to provide what they, what you want basically and it it's never going to be the same is it like a, a virtual season ticket is never going to be the same as going 19 home games a season or, or no. whatever it might but it's it's certainly better than nothing not being able to watch watch mm. those teams i think uh i think the question i guess we should probably discuss and have a discussion about is because it, <clears throat> can this relate to the premier league in any way maybe for next season in terms of I don't think this is going to happen, for example, exactly. But do you, do you guys get the sense that, say, if this is, I don't know, we don't even know when the new season is going to start, but I'm assuming it's going to be probably late September, maybe early October, something like that. If it does start then, 
do we think there could be any changes to the current system to accommodate any sort of things like this? I mean, I think they would have to look into it and obviously yeah. see what they can do because, like Perk said, um, a lot of clubs will need money and not having them, you know, their season ticket holders going to games and stuff like that, offering them, offering them this sort of package is going to help them financially. So, yeah. And also, it is good PR for fans because... I mean, have it, being a season ticket holder all your life and then going from that to nothing, I mean, you, I'm sure you'd much rather have a virtual one because that is better than literally nothing. So mm. I, I think they should definitely look into working something like this out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the reality of it is that we're all excited about the, the quote-unquote bonanza that's coming our way in, in yeah. the next month or so with the end of this season. We've got to be realistic. The start of next season... We're not going to have this. We're not going to have. Well, no, we're not going to. Nothing. It might be a We're not going to have every single game broadcast in the way that we're going to have at the end of this season. I'm not so sure so, though, because things are not going to be that much different by the start. Of the, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I'm not saying every game is going to be televised, but I wouldn't be shocked if there's a format similar to how we are now in terms of staggered times. No, that might be the same. Yeah. But the broadcast schedule, I mean, in terms of actually more. being yeah. able to watch the games, like we know in the next mm. two months or two and a half, however long it takes to finish the season, they're all there for us. Loads yeah. of different broadcasters, but we can watch them, right? Yep. The end, yeah. the, the end of this season will not look like the beginning of next. We're not going to come to the, the first 10 weeks of next season and have been able to watch every single team in every single time slot whenever we want, basically. We're not going to have packages like that. that I think... And this is, this is the other side of the financial topic, really. How is it going to affect fans financially, right? Because well, Arsenal's season ticket prices range up to two grand or something like that. So yep. where, where do we draw the line? If, I, I can't speak for the bottom clubs, but I, I remember when I saw the table at the start of the season, we were talking maybe 300 quid-ish, mm -hmm. something like that, just below, um, as a ballpark figure anyway. So where do we draw the line on how much these things actually cost? Who governs it? Is it through the Premier League? Is it through the clubs? Is it is it both of them and the fan? Is there is it like a third party scheme? I'm I love the idea and I'd love to be able to to see whichever team whenever I want, whether it's a, a season ticket or a pay per view for whichever game. But I'm a little bit scared of of the far reaching consequences of allowing clubs to just charge whatever they want. If, though, if it wasn't bracketed properly. The only thing I'd say is, though, I do understand where you're coming from with the whole, like, yeah, it may be a similar format next season, but not every game is going to be on TV. But because I think we're all thinking that it's very, very likely there's going to be no fans in the stadium probably next season either, right? I, I'm yeah. going to assume. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I think it'll be the season after. We start it, at least to begin with, we'll at get least to the, the end of the year, I'm, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. They'll, they'll phase it in second half of the yeah, season. Maybe, I maybe think. they'll phase it in, but... In that circumstance, is there any excuse for the games not to all be on telly? Because there's no sort of like lost revenue from fans. Because that's what they always say, don't they? Not, not every game's on telly because of lost revenue that it would have from fans. But there's not going to be that because there isn't going to be fans in the stadium for most of the season. So is there actually any excuse why they can't have every game on telly? It, I'm not saying they won't have every game on telly. I'm not. I'm just saying it won't be free, and you won't be able. No, to, no, no. I agree. It won't you be, won't no, have like BBC so, showing yeah. games or no, like no, no. the standard television channels. Amazon won't do free games. Things no. like that. So there's there's going to be quite a cost involved, whether you're paying for subscription services or whether you're paying for season ticket services. I just I'm quite 
it's the first thing I went to is how much is it going to cost? Is it bracketed? Is it governed by clubs individually or or a or a body like the Premier League? Because let let's be very honest, if I was an Arsenal fan seeing this, I'd be thinking, oh Jesus Christ, I'm going to have to pay a grand to watch watch virtual. Yes. Not virtual football, but I'm going to have to pay a grand for a virtual season ticket. There's no fans there. There's no atmosphere. It's completely different. They'd have to reduce the prices. There's no way so, anyone would pay. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like you couldn't come in with a top tier season no. ticket price for actually going <laughs> to the games. Like it would have to have be to so far fee. watered down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you couldn't have you couldn't have Arsenal season ticket. And I know I keep saying that, but you couldn't have Club A season ticket cost a thousand pound, and then Club B's cost. 400. I think they'd all have to be the same price. I know some clubs would probably argue against that, but I, I can't see any legitimate reason why they couldn't. Surely they'd have to be, maybe not the same, but they'd have to be within reason. Which is why maybe I was talking about a, a, a governing body, but... right? So it would be the same cost yeah. for, for whatever, but, but it would have to be organised through the Premier League or through yeah. or through a broadcaster. If, for example, if, if Sky were going to do it, just as, as a random one or... or or if Amazon were going to do it, it would have to be organised through them. So they would probably have to buy the, the package mm. and then you would subscribe to whichever service to be able to, to watch it for the selfie. I mean, the ideal thing would be if you just say, for example, it was Amazon, whoever, you just go on Amazon Prime and just choose which club do you support? Blah, you support them. That's the, that's what you get for the season. I mean, that would be the simplest solution, wouldn't it? I think, yeah. Sure. I wouldn't be I don't know how that. the sounds, logistics of that sound yeah. like they'd be a nightmare, but... If they could figure out a way to do that. They definitely could. They definitely could figure out something. Do you think as well, just touching on it, Perks, being a Coventry fan, do you think this is something that could filter down to lower league clubs? Because they're going to need a lot of help as well, financially. Yeah, I I could see it to an extent. I'm not sure in in a short space of time with the turnaround of of this season to next, we'd, we'd get everything. But I could definitely see it. Lower league fans will be aware of the iFollow service, which you you sometimes, and uh, that that's governed by territory, and some countries have access to to watching some games, some don't. So that needs fleshing out and developing a bit. But um, I could see it. We might get a few fixtures here and there. I don't think we'd get every single league fixture. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I come back to what I said before: something is better than nothing. And if you support a a club within the I can't see it stretching outside the top four leagues um, if, even if it does stretch down I think Premier League Championship yes League 1 League 2 probably not but if it did it's, it's not going to go any further than that and I don't think we'd get that much out of it but again I'd, I'd rather something than, than nothing at all uh, yeah no I agree with that I think that, that obviously would be a good solution I think for a lot of clubs in the lower league they could it'd be again I find you do find it hard to envisage like every single game. It's just not going to happen, is it? Realistically, you know, I just don't think you'd be able to get that. But um, I think in general, just maybe talking about our next season, do, do we actually envisage that? It, it, like, do we? I kind of hated it before, but do we actually think there is just going to be in general more football on TV because of everything that's going on with no fans, or do you think they're just going to revert back to the whole oh, 130 games a season? I just can't imagine it not being more. Uh, it's going to be, I don't know, it's hard to tell, isn't it? it yeah. Because like Perks has touched on, there's so many different logistics at play that mm. not really sure. Um, we could there's obviously a, a deal in place, place at least. Already. There's yeah. obviously a TV deal already in place like for next season, like how mm-hmm. we get, but 
surely they could just negotiate a bit more. I actually think Sky and like they'd probably be very happy to pay a little bit more, personally, if they get like a lot more games. That's just me. I think they would probably pay it if they can guarantee they'd get a certain amount of games because it's like it's just more for them and more advertising for them, isn't it? And stuff and more revenue. So. Mm. Because there's going to be more people watching because they can't go to the game. So if you think about it, Sky and BT are going to get more revenue from it. So it might be worth them paying more initially more for more games. To be honest, I'll be honest with you, I'm just not sure. Uh, mm, other than is, seeing yeah. how it plays out, I'm not actually Maybe. sure which way I think it will go because I want to see how this plays out first with the you know TV bonanza that uh, Perk's touched on. Yeah. I, I just think the viewing figures will be sky high next season, surely. Because no one's going to be able to go to games, so you're going to have to watch it on telly. Yeah, they're going to have to you find can't go some to the way Well, I mean, maybe it. the pubs will start opening by then. They probably will, but not as many people are going to be going to pubs or in, so far. in general, just in places in general, they're going to be staying at home. So True. I wonder I if they would consider... I, I 100% I actually agree with what you're saying, but again, looking at the other side of it, I wonder if they consider packages a bit less valuable in general because it's not going to have the same feel to it. And I mm. wonder how many fans will watch... They'll, they'll watch the end of this season and I'm sure we'll all enjoy it whether it's exciting or not. Next season comes around and you watch the first few games, there's nothing really at stake at the beginning. It feels a yeah. bit flat because there's still no one backing grounds. We've already seen how much of a difference the commentary teams can make. They, they can literally make it or break it mm -hmm. in, in terms yeah, of the enjoyability. Definitely. I wonder how many fans will watch the first few games next season and think, you know what? I don't really need to watch this. It's It's not the be-all and end-all. It's not like it used to be. I would never be like that because I'm too hardcore a fan. But mm. I think about the more casual audience who might have the games on in the background who think, like, oh, I don't really need that anymore because it's it's just not as exciting. I think so, that it will work both ways, Perks. I think you'll have some people who will drop off as casual yeah. audience, but then you'll get more casual audience like there's literally nothing else on and it's live. I'll just yeah. put it on. So you, I guess the tact you're trying to go down puts is actually the opposite of what I'm saying. You, you, you think potentially it might even be less games on. Well, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be less games on no. the normal, so to speak. And like I said, I don't disagree with your point. I'm just offering yeah. a, a different viewpoint oh, yeah. here for, yeah. for how things could go. I, mm. Look, we're, we're not going to get less than the, no, how no, they do no, at the start of the seat. And no. the, the 132 live games or whatever yeah, it might be, we're, we're not going to get like 50 or something on. stupid. Mm. We'll get we'll get the same or more because that's that's how broadcasting services work. They can never yeah. offer less than the previous year because then people, people switch would just off go from mad it. and they would just yeah. go, "Why am I bothering?" Yeah. Yeah. So I I'm really interested. Like Luke, actually, I'm I'm more in the the, the boat of let's see how this finishes because I'm I'm set in the mind of it's going to be different from oh, the yeah, end definitely. of this season to the beginning of next, and I think they'll learn a lot in the in the couple of months they have to deal with things in the way that they're going to now um I, I think the load will still be shared next season in terms of the broadcasting rights but maybe not as as openly as it is now everyone seems to be getting along right now don't they and, and not really arguing over who gets which time slots and mm. games are just yeah it's going to be just thrown out there and everyone's in this like bonanza feel next season i can see that being a bit different well, just a quick point as well. We actually today got the first time slots, didn't we? For the first day, the uh, we got Aston Villa Sheffield United at six pm on the Friday, June seventeenth, and then uh, Man City versus Arsenal at eight pm. So that's a good first day of football for us to enjoy. They're Wednesdays. They are Wednesday. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's I, the I Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, yeah. um, June the seventeenth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And that is That's something it. to look forward to. And that is definitely definitely something I can't wait for because I need some football, Premier League anyway, back in my life. But anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast as ever. That does bring an end to the show. If you are listening to us on YouTube, please like, subscribe and comment with your thoughts on the topics we covered today. Where do you think Timo Werner will end up? And also, if you are listening to us on any audio platform, please leave us a nice review and pass on the pod. You can follow the podcast and the World Sportsbook competition on social media, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just search at World Sportsbook competition or you can use the links in the description below. But anyway, thanks for joining me as ever, guys, and we'll be back next week to discuss some more football news. Bye, guys. See you, guys. This is the World Sportsbook competition podcast brought to you by Avantage Entertainment.